So hello and welcome to the New Gig Podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Hodgson, and today I'm delighted to be joined by podcaster and business owner, Clara Tulicic. How are you doing, Clara? I'm doing great. I'm super happy to talk to you today. And thank you, of course, for the invite. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. And let's just begin by hearing a little bit about your background and also a little bit about the journey as well. How did you realize that kind of a nine to five setup wasn't the right fit for you? Uh, first of all, I um, basically what, what what my job is. My job is to help business owners to uh, reach uh, more audience uh, or maybe gain comp- competitive advantage or some or basically fulfill some other goals. And I do that through social media marketing and video marketing. Yeah. Uh, besides that, I have a big passion, just like you have here or a job also. Uh, and that is I produce and host a podcast for my local audience here in Croatia. Yeah. And uh, that's basically it. But um, for my further background, let's say uh, that I studied in high school tourism, in college tourism, culture and tourism, and yeah. suddenly I'm here uh, more than five years working in marketing. So yeah, that is uh, quite uh, quite the experience from going, uh, let's say, from abandoning, let's say that way, uh, formal education and starting something for myself where I learned everything from scratch. Uh, I didn't have some big mentors and so on and so forth. But yeah, I definitely had experiences where I worked in uh, marketing agency with uh, 200 and plus people. Uh, I worked in uh, companies that also have uh, several hundreds of people where I uh, worked in marketing department and so on, but I also worked as a freelancer. So I believe I have some um, insight in different types of uh, work, uh, work environments. And yeah. uh, now I'm uh, I'm just a solopreneur. I have some associates uh, who I, I love working with, but I'm not sure if I would be happy working in basic basically um, company of uh, se- several hundred people anymore. So yeah, that's that. Excellent. So it's been a bit of a, a journey. You've tested it, you've tried it, and you realize you found something that more fits your way of uh, working, but also more flexibility, I guess. Absolutely. And uh, maybe I can, uh, I should actually give maybe a deeper background. I'm uh, the only child. Uh, sports that I've taken are gymnastics and taekwondo. So it's pretty solo uh, journey, let's okay. say that way in my life. So uh, yeah. it's not that I'm not a team player. I actually uh, participated in many team activities that went great. But at the same time, yeah, that um, flexibility, that solo life uh, or a solo uh, business presents is something that is much more suitable for me uh, I'm uh, more productive I uh, actually get more output than yeah. uh, trying to fit into a company culture um, mm. dealing with uh, maybe some negativity or uh, bad communication that often actually happens in companies and that's not something I find uh, like it shouldn't happen because uh, simply there are too many people um, characters are different and uh, besides not everyone is uh, a friend uh, on the street so why should everyone yeah. uh, be the perfect family in the companies which we see often in on LinkedIn uh, especially lately how people are saying your company is not your family which I um, absolutely agree but uh, I think that came from all the those struggles let's say of that way uh, from companies to create that perfect work environment everyone so that um, but yeah that doesn't work basically exactly well I 
I think you, you're absolutely right. And I think some of the, 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 the toxic elements of corporate culture with the negativity, the people who maybe aren't sort of uh, motivated and also just the, when you see it from the inside as well, a lot of people maybe, you know, not with the expertise or the talent or the engagement to drive themselves forward. And it's certainly something that I see in the kind of the freelancing uh, uh, project world people are, are really driven, they enjoy, love what they're actually doing, and they've got a passion for it. Whereas more, most corporate entities, you've got sort of over 50% of the uh, of the workforce who don't really want to be there. And I think this, this really shows as well. Absolutely. And uh, I will once again go back to LinkedIn because I really, uh, there's a big spectrum of people in business. So uh, there is really a lot to read and hear. But uh, one lady said, uh, and I read it this morning, that they had to do great layoffs at their company and yeah. everyone was great. Everyone was perfect. So next week she will write the list of those who got uh, laid off and maybe some uh, someone else can uh, employ them, which mm. is uh, maybe a nice gesture, but at the same time, I'm, um, I'm kind of skeptical. Uh, you as a, a VP of human resources know every one of them and can, I mean, like a guarantee for uh, every single employee. So I think it goes maybe into some uh, further stretches uh, trying to uh, gain that like we are perfect. And uh, <laughs> that, that simply is not that way. And we can and I believe we can also approach it from some uh, other perspectives look like a Clara didn't fit here because she's uh, maybe not as um, team driven as someone else is. But yeah, she would be, uh, let's say, perfect for you to create uh, sing, uh, create content maybe where she's just with her phone and uh, some audio and so on and so forth. I mean, I'm, I'm just doing a little too broad maybe a perspective here. But yeah, I believe that uh, we need to be more realistic. Also in a solopreneur life, there are many yeah. challenges, of course. Yeah. So it's not like uh, this is also perfect. I'm not saying that. No, but I think it also you, you, you hit onto a very important theme there, the fact that by doing projects, you have a sort of beginning, middle and an end and you get feedback very quickly. It's not a case of either a six monthly or an annual review of your performance. By doing lots of projects for different individuals, you get very specific feedback and on an ongoing rolling basis as well, which helps you learn, helps you grow and actually helps you do a better job as well, I think. Uh, absolutely. And uh, this is maybe some, uh, this is con uh, my negative experience with mentoring. Uh, basically, okay. I'm not saying that e every mentor is like that because I know there are many fantastic ones. But uh, at one company, which was also one of uh, the bigger ones, ment my mentor was simply non-interested. I was in different department than uh, the mentor and everything okay. was so like, I didn't feel any support there. I felt like I was thrown in fire at yeah. my work, uh, at my my, uh, work so uh, that was actually really uh, sad and I believe that was uh, the part that led me led me to prop possible let's say burnout uh, at that okay. company uh, okay. so so yeah that uh, that is difficult going back and forth with uh, mentors well oh yeah as you said here um, I know specifically specifically like oh my god I shouldn't have done that uh, that is something I won't do again and then you do it in some other form on some other project but mm. basically it's um, a process that you have to go through to uh, simply learn 
turn and uh, let's say skyrocket yourself to your uh, some limits and then when you reach those limits then you push them once again and once again and basically then sky's the limit I guess. Well, it is. And I think that it's interesting you're talking about sort of the life of a solo entrepreneur. And it would be really interesting to hear a few more of the kind of uh, uh, the benefits, but also some of the uh, some of the sort of the, the, the barriers and the, shall we say, more negative elements of this, too. Yes, I uh, believe that uh, some of the most positive elements are also one of some of the most negative, and I'll explain that uh, okay. in a second. So yeah. basically, uh, when you're a solopreneur, it's very easy to uh, procrastinate. It's okay. super easy. There are no uh, some barriers. Uh, sometimes there there are strict deadlines which you know you have to fulfill. But at the same time, because uh, some maybe procrastination happens, you learn over the time. Okay, so I can build some habits and uh, let's say. Um, Google Calendar for me doesn't work, but my version of bullet journal works. So I learned how to manage my time, uh, how to avoid challenges like uh, procrastination that's more and more talked about in the business, yeah. uh, which at the same time is negative. But throughout my experience, I learned how to deal with it, how to uh, almost eliminate it and um, to spend my time also, uh, for example, um, I believe that, um, just a second, uh, in company, there yeah. are a lot of, there's a lot of multitasking. You need to track your time, mm. uh, but everything gets lost in the way. While, while when you're a solopreneur, I believe it's much more easier to tr track time uh, yeah. and learn how you are spending it and focus your energy better. So yeah. um, uh, maybe uh, I, I got lost, so I will simply sum it up here, uh, that uh, advantages, of course, the flexibility, you can work wherever and whenever you want, basically. Yes. But at the same time, uh, you uh, have that process of self-discovery, not only in business, but also on uh, what suits you best, while at the same time, you can see more easily i believe that uh, what are your um, bad sides while mm -hmm. in the company uh, in my ex experience actually everything got mixed up so you are not sure if you're cranky because of uh, that person that maybe is a little bit uh, evil towards you uh, <laughs> if i may say or if it's because there's some deadline and you're you're there are simply so many feelings well uh, here you you're much more mindful i believe mm. uh, so the, that is some of the benefits and also procrastination is one of the negative sides. Uh, what I also find negative is uh, maybe not on the internal part, but on the external, how you present yourself. Often people uh, in big companies see you as um, maybe some, some kid from the block because you are not uh, in a part of some a greater system and they right. don't see your values and uh, possibilities as they should have maybe or um, but that is also one process of learning how to present yourself towards people like that mm. so uh, I mean there's so many advantages and disadvantages and uh, in the end everything uh, depends on what type of person you are so mm. what suits me doesn't mean it suits you or uh, some other uh, person basically 
Yeah, and this is something I hear a lot, actually, is the, and I think it's this sort of the education process of companies and organizations who need to integrate solo entrepreneurs, freelancers, contractors better into their business. The fact that sometimes they don't really know how to deal with them, how to treat them or, or, or be, be able to sort of uh, accept them on a, a as an equal and not just a second class system that they get citizen that they can bring in and get rid of when they want because they've got sort of freelancers have very specific skills talent knowledge it's actually treating them as an equal bringing them into the organization and using um uh, uh, their, their 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 talents in the best way possible surely that's something that's good for everyone and i think it's probably you know as a, i see it as an education process for companies as well how to do this properly Absolutely. And um, people are learning more and more. I mean, uh, gig economy and uh, as gig and also as a freelancers, uh, let's say, let's say that uh, they are uh, evolving rapidly, I believe, yeah. especially uh, as there are many, as we spoke now, uh, also solopreneurs who need yes some special uh, service that they don't need uh, 365 days a year. They need it three days a year for, uh, let's say that way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also people are recognizing in big companies now uh, that they can't treat freelancers also like their regular workers. For example, um, I heard multiple examples that, um, let's say, your ordinary worker or employee, sorry, employee, yeah, uh, that uh, they simply stay over time mm. while a freelancer has a strict contract. They have uh, maybe a number of, of hours or maybe some deliverables or something that contract uh, says. And often... Um, Companies say like, yeah, but you you should have to you should have uh, you should stay over time because our employees are staying over time, and uh, we are on a strict deadline. And um, freelancers uh, in the past uh, maybe didn't know how to handle that, okay. uh, while today they are also learning how to handle how to deal with companies, how to deal with um, contracts, and uh, they are developing businesses of their own. They are much more than freelancers. Uh, freelancers yeah. that have a specific skill set. They are also um, a true business person, people actually. Yeah, because you've got to do your own, you've got to look for work, you've got to do work, and then you have to kind of look after sort of the administration as well, doing, make sure your taxes uh, are paid, making sure the invoices are sent out and everything's uh, well prepared. So I think this, the, the, the discipline involved in sort of running a business, running a corporation is also a very valid um, and also strength that can be brought in from the kind of solo entrepreneur side as well. Uh, absolutely. And uh, also, uh, it brings more knowledge into everything, although you are not a special specialist in accounting, let's say that way, but you know, yeah. something uh, a little bit of that while, for example, uh, you bring some um, other uh, employee in company who is maybe specialized for um, IT department and they have yeah. they know nothing about accounting but when you need to maybe uh, learn something or share some knowledge there there's much bigger process uh, of speaking to someone who understands a little bit of uh, I know if the topic is money in the company maybe while mm. uh, someone from IT department doesn't this is just an example I'm not saying that someone in the art, I, IT department doesn't 
doesn't know accounting. <laughs> that's that's the first thing that came to my mind. But yeah, feel free yeah. to ask uh, more detailed question, uh, questions if I'm going a little bit too broad, because uh, we can see that freelancing world is uh, truly like a world in itself, basically. And yeah. It, it really is. And I think as well, from uh, your perspective, you, you you deal with technology. It's an integral, integral part of your business and your offering to companies and uh, organizations. And how does that actually, the technology element, affect how you find work and how you do work? Do you work a lot locally or do you do sort of remote assignments for uh, um, companies? How's the, how, how's the average split, would you say, Clara? Uh, first of all, I do locally, but on creation level. So okay. uh, basically, I have more clients outside the local community where I live in, but more in uh, capital of Croatia and other other regions of Croatia. So that's kind of remote work, but at the same time, quite local, because uh, uh, if I go to southern part of Croatia, I need to go maybe for um, eight or 10 hours of driving, let's say that yeah. way. So it's not uh, some super distant, uh, super distant uh, locations, but definitely, for example, I uh, sent an email uh, yesterday in America. And I'm still looking for uh, or uh, waiting for the reply. But if there's no uh, this uh, digital part uh, of business, let's say that way, I'm not sure if uh, sending an email to America would be so easy or even if my mail uh, paper mail would reach the destination properly in time who knows how long would it take actually to do business and to uh, have negotiations to uh, create a contract and everything i believe that this is also speeding things up uh, super super quick so uh, yeah. that is uh, that is nice part definitely well absolutely and and i i know also that you have strong feelings about sort of the way the education system is set up the way in which it's kind of forcing people to kind of this employee mentality that they should work for one organization uh, for selling their time uh, to uh, uh, a monopoly in that sense. Just say a little bit more about this, because I think it's interesting about the, the, the way in which the world of work is changing. And of course, the education system goes hand in hand in that with that with developing the workforce and giving them the skills and knowledge they need to be relevant today. Uh, yes, absolutely. I believe that education is crucial from the not only in college and high school, but also in uh, younger ages. So, and I believe teachers uh, are doing one of the most important uh, jobs in the world, absolutely. but also, uh, unfortunately, barrier of entry for a teacher and teacher motivation is often low so yeah. there's like a, that um maybe a paradox i'm not sure uh if that would be a proper name or a term for that but Absolutely. also yeah. uh yeah um as as i mentioned to you uh, previously that my uh, parents are both blue collar workers not on some high uh, position and uh, their whole life they appreciated the uh, uh, safety of the job that they know that uh, page, uh paycheck is coming at a certain 
certain time and that yeah. was enough for them. Uh, they didn't care as we spoke about a uh, work environment. Actually, they did, but they didn't do anything about it if right. uh, it was not um, yeah. the good environment. And uh, that is also part, I believe, of education. So uh, personally, I'm not uh, some entrepreneur that could see my parents work, uh, how they work, how they run their business. And at the same time, uh, in high school, also in college, I didn't think I would be a solopreneur uh, mm. uh, because everything that we did, okay, you are now in college. We hope uh, one day after a lot of work, you will come to some manager position. And they didn't speak about entrepreneurship. So even in the economics class uh, or economics um, studies, they uh, encourage you to uh, maybe if you, if you are doing macroeconomics to do it for someone else, like uh, learn the analysis and how to um, replicate those analysis on someone else's company, not on how to use that knowledge for yourself, let's say that yeah. way. That's, that's only the thing that uh, I believe. And uh, also, uh, since we spoke about digitalization, that um, uh, books and uh, mandatory literature cannot follow uh, the the trends, not only the trends, but where the world is going. So uh, people who, let's say, study marketing after five years of studying marketing, they have uh, already all literature and yeah. uh, also the uh, tech studies and so on and so forth. I mean, like, uh, I believe that um, governments should come and uh, say, like, sorry, sorry, guys, uh, we had this educational system for so many years now, and uh, we cannot, uh, we can't um, keep it sustainable, actually, because yeah. this is not the way the uh, world is working. So here we are in the next two years, we'll plan how to do a true reformation of uh, educational system, not just a new curriculum or uh, something else. And um, through that, I believe they should uh, say, we don't want to put you all in the same box. Uh, yeah. You maybe like solopreneuring, you like maybe working for someone else, you maybe, uh, I'm not sure, you maybe simply want to be a YouTube creator, which is also perfectly fine. Uh, and it's also a new type of job. I mean, okay, so now I'm going all the, all the way around, but also um, through education, we can see that education can't follow actually what uh, jobs there are today. Because, um, though, yeah, sorry. No, I think that's important to be able to say that it's uh, it needs to match uh, the marketplace and the evolving world. And, and, and I think that the, the labor market is, is moving so quickly that the uh, education system needs to be able to try and keep up so that people entering the labor market feel that they have the skills, knowledge and expertise to make them employable, to, to make them able to uh, earn a living, whether it's they want to be a nine to five worker, whether they want to be a solo uh, entrepreneur, uh, however they want to be able to do this, but to to be equipped with the right skills to be able to do that. Uh, absolutely. And also uh, skill set that we are talking about through education is uh, simply uh, not enough. Uh, and uh, for example, the, the thing I do in uh, marketing and in everything, I start with a sales funnel, yeah. uh, for example. So uh, when I create a post, when I uh, send an email, when I do everything else, actually, I try to go through some sales funnel. Uh, also 
so let's say copywriting is incredibly important skill that uh, not mm. many people are even aware of and uh, for this is just an example but knowing sales funnel knowing copywriting at least some basics are uh, i believe are going to get uh, people much further than if they uh, simply try to do it without any structure because mm. uh, with uh, co- if you know how to write copy you can um, adjust yourself and write a great sales email you also know about how sales funnel works so you know how to maybe turn turn someone from unaware of you and your product to someone who is might may be interested and then after after a while uh, decides to buy of course and uh, maybe you can write a great uh, sales page on your uh, website or uh, you can simply uh, hold much better presentations because you simply know how to that story through uh, to the audience basically yeah no i think these are skills that are vital and of course different mediums uh and, and, and especially now that we're getting more towards channels which uh require us to be very brief to get across a message very very quickly and also incorporating images and video to be able to uh, uh supplement the text i think this is uh th- this is a crucial part of the way uh, communications are, are, are going but it's it's been fantastic to be able to sort of speak to you, have you share your thoughts, views, and experiences, and we look forward to keeping in contact and hearing about the journey and the new developments as well. Thank you very much. I was really glad to speak to you and that you gave me the, gave me the opportunity basically to speak this broad, broad about things that are actually really on my mind and that uh, I would love to speak more uh, often to uh, to people about them, you know, because uh, also these are not the things that are uh, some general topics in society. Mm, absolutely. Well, thank you very much indeed. And we'll speak again soon. Thank you.